Hi guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Irish Balance podcast. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I'm delighted to have you. And if you're new, you're very welcome. You have a whole bank of episodes to get back through. I'll just give you guys a little bit of an introduction if you're new. Um, my name is Kira. I'm an Irish girl and qualified medical doctor and I write the blog theirishbalance.com and I'm also on social media at the Irish Balance and I'm very passionate as a doctor about public health and preventative medicine, particularly how our lifestyles affect our health through the food we eat, the exercise we do, how we manage our stress, our sleep and our social well-being. And I use my uh, podcast and my blog to show you guys how we can empower ourselves to live happy, healthy lifestyles that are full of balance. And today's topic of the podcast is something a little bit different, but I'm really excited about it. It's something I've wanted to bring to the podcast for quite a while. We're going to talk about yoga today with a very special guest, Bruce Delahunty, who is a friend of mine, graphic designer, yoga teacher, mom, and as I said, a very good friend. And Ruth is the creator of Yogaroo, um, which I'm going to let her tell you guys about. So welcome to the podcast, Ruth. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm really, really glad to bring you and this topic to the podcast because as many of the listeners might know, yoga has been very new to me over the past probably 18 months. And it's been really awesome to connect with so many people through it, including yourself. And I think it's awesome to be able to bring this topic and the benefits of the practice two people hopefully through this podcast and encourage them to get started so I'd love if you would introduce yourself and tell people maybe a little bit about you I know I've done a little bit of an intro but um, I always like the listeners to hear from from my guests themselves yeah absolutely so yeah I've been um probably a mum of three and a yoga teacher and a graphic designer and um, mainly yoga teacher or mainly mum and um, so yeah I've been practicing yoga for about 20 years I started with ashtanga which uh, would have been kind of very popular at the time and um, I, at the time I was I was kind of you know training for marathons I was a bit of a gym bunny I was working long hours in a graphic design agency so um, I was you know quite full on in my life mm. and initially I was to be honest I was drawn to the practice for the physical aspects aspects of it and I think we're all drawn to the practice for completely different reasons mm. but it became very apparent like rapidly that um I needed it that I may have been drawn to it for a physical physicality of it but it gave me the balance that I really needed in life because I was pushing myself just to the limits and mm. in general I mean that's 20 years ago we now are pushing ourselves even further and um the pace of life has gotten so fast that I think the the practice has evolved to be something even more important in people's lives and certainly in my life to um, to kind of find those moments where, you know, you just find a bit of perspective in life mm. and maybe just quieten the mind down a little bit and then find your focus again to continue going. And just in general, um, just reminding yourself that that, you know, life is for living and it's it's not an endurance challenge. And it's not a competition and and just um, bringing everything back to balance again, um, mm. rather than just the, the physicality of it. But I, I did then. Um, sorry, go on. No, no, absolutely. Keep going. Yeah. So then um, I yes, yeah, so that was a long time ago. So then I kind of I, I got married, had my babies and yeah. um, then I came back to it. I, I'd always practiced, but it just it had always been a, an ambition to kind of do the, the to go 
bit deeper into it and to do the teacher training. And I did the teacher training in um, the yoga room. Okay. And that's now about five years ago. So I'd been practicing. I had a very strong self-practice before I even did my teacher training. And I did the teacher training for myself. I, you know, I didn't really think I was going to end up teaching. Um, but I just loved it so much. And I think the reason why I didn't think I'd teach was more uh, just a hesitation of the just, you know, the idea of standing up in front of a group of people. But that's not something that should stop you from ever doing something that you're passionate about. Mm. So um, and then I yeah, I, I really just then from there, it just rolled naturally into combining yoga with my graphic design career and um, I remember just thinking when I was doing the teacher, tra teacher training that yoga needed just a little bit of a of a help to kind of communicate it properly mm. so I wanted to combine my ability to um, share what I was learning with my ability to share it through graphics and that's where the whole yoga ru idea came from just um, a way of trying to kind of demystify yoga a bit for people and make it just a hell of a lot more accessible, uh, particularly at home, but just, you know, really learning how to use the practice as your self-care routine and let the practice work to kind of tailor to your needs and your needs change all the time. And that's what I love about yoga is that it, it is my comfort blanket. I come back to it with all sorts of like my, my own little therapy session, you know, some days I might be tired and I'll move really slowly. Other days I'll be feeling quite energetic and I'll know to kind of push myself a little bit further. Like, for example, um, at the moment, I'm kind of just trying to, to strengthen up my ankles and get my legs a little bit stronger um, for some summer running, like no, mm. no major competitions or anything like that, but just in terms of what I need physically. Sure. Um, so I know that to do more kind of standing poses and it's as simple as that, really. On other days, I might, you know, be quite frazzled. So I'll stay a little bit lower to the ground and yeah. do some more seated poses and more gentle movement and just feel just amazing afterwards. Or, you know, just a sense of of, um, of the kind of uh, the, the self-criticism and, and the kind of pushing myself, just beginning to subside a little bit as I work through my practice. And can I ask for those? I mean, I'm, I've shared, I know, quite a, a number of times now because I use them myself, your um, your sequencing cards and your sequencing yeah. um, practices on my Instagram. People might have seen them yeah. before if they're yeah. following my Instagram as well. But could you explain to people what Yoguru is, like what the what it's about? Yeah, so it's um, well, the product, I suppose, is 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 the kind of main part of my business, which is mm. a, a pack of cards is 108 poses. Mm. And on, so each card has a pose and then on the back of each card is is the alignment cues and how you get into the pose. And mm. uh, it's, it, you know, they, they also have a levels guide at the top so you can practice through quite simply picking, OK, I'm a beginner, so I'll pick all level ones or you can get quite deep, deep into it. Like I think a lot of um, people who have bought them are teachers who are sequencing and they'll uh, you'll pick a peak pose. And then you'll know uh, from the card, there's a whole load of anatomy cues at the bottom or, or symbols at the bottom. You'll know what muscles need to be stretched and strengthened. And so you pick some poses similar to the structure of that pose so that, you know, you get the best out of the peak pose. And that's a little bit more of a complicated way 
to approach it. But that, I suppose, would be the way that I would use the cards. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's really my aim is to make it as simple as possible. So like this, you know, I, I even found when I was starting home practice, you stand at the top of your mat and you're kind of just going, you go blank. You're like, I don't remember any poses. I don't mm. know what um follows what I don't know how to move from one into the other but that's just an you know a kind of inexplicable fear once you start moving you're like well why was I so worried about I know how to you know move my leg forward from downward dog to a high lunge or something like that we just get this kind of a bit of a blank feeling and I was hoping that the cards would help people I mean you can you can even just place five or six cards down at the top of your mat and to move slowly through those five or six cards until you feel nice and comfortable with how you transition and how you feel in the pose. And, you know, the, as I say, the back of the card will give you the, the steps of how to get into them. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's but then and then also then as well, because I'm I'm very much into sharing what I'm learning and, you know, to give as much as I can, if it's going to help people, which certainly it seems to be with the feedback I get is, you know, every time I teach a class or do a class myself, I'll put up the sequence on my Instagram and also on my blog with the article to go with it and an explanation okay. about the um, the topic that I'm looking into. So I do research my topics um, and, and I'm um, a bit of an anatomy geek as well. I love to go into the yeah. anatomy of it. Anyone and who's really... read your post would, would definitely know that. And yeah. it's great because know, it helps you helps you as the reader, I think, understand yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, well, yeah. just, you know, it's suppose it's, again, it's going back to this idea of kind of demystifying yoga and and actually like it's, it's there's nothing there's nothing really kind of magic well it is magical but there's nothing that we are doing that's very complicated in terms of your teachers it's 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 all very simple and uh, when you kind of just drop your perception of it being very complicated you start to see how simple it is so mm. through those ready-made sequences I'm hoping to kind of help people to just feel how they flow from one pose to the next without worrying about what will I go into next? Because the little sequence is there um, uh, for them on their phone or printed out or whatever way suits them. So if we bring it back to, I love the phrase demystifying yoga. I think that's fantastic because I don't know if it's the word yoga, but there's definitely a mystique about it that I think gives people a little bit of fear and confusion. Totally, and maybe I stops them from trying it. Yeah. 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 So my first question really, um, my first sort of yoga uh, specific question would be, if we bring it right back to basics, I know you talked about how you were drawn to the physicality of it. Um, when you previously you would have been a lot more gym based in your in how you moved and things like that. But if we bring it back to what are the benefits of yoga for people? Why should we give it a try? I mean, I'm a convert, but I yeah. openly say that I wasn't a convert 18 months yeah, ago. I yeah. just thought it was too slow and too stretchy, and I yeah. don't need that. Totally changed my mind once I got the right teacher and I found the right studios and things. But what are the benefits for mind and body? What's the why? Why should we give it a go? Well, just before we go into the why, actually, it's mm. interesting that there you were saying it's too stretchy. And I'm I'm a, a strong believer that yoga is equal amounts of stretching and strengthening. So mm. I really look for the strengthening in my practice because you can't just hang out in, in the muscles, stretching them all the time. That's not a balanced practice. So I very much incorporate the strengthening side to it as well. Definitely. And uh, it's so important to do both things for your mm. muscles. But then, yeah, going back to the why, 
it, for myself, my, my why changes every day. And as I kind of said before, I kind of came to it from physicality. And, and it's kind of a bit hard. It's, it's hard to answer that question because everybody's why is, is, is very different. different. Totally. I mean, it, there is, that's the one thing about yoga is there's so many benefits that it's hard to pinpoint exactly one thing to say to someone this is the why like but mm. you know to go through even just some of the benefits like you know if if like you you were kind of more fast-paced and you liked the gym type thing similar to where I came from yeah but uh, you know it actually improves athletic performance because you're working with your breath and you're also learning how to stay very focused so some it could be something as simple as that mm-hmm. it's also the idea of life balance I think we're all very stressed beyond our limits mm. and um it is the ultimate tool for finding life balance in my in my opinion mm. from from a practical point of view like it's it's incredibly strengthening for the immune system it's brilliant for sleep for getting good quality sleep which is you know one of your cornerstones as well mm-hmm. as mine and um, it's really good for your posture for spine health there's just an endless list of things I think- but the, you know there's three things in particular that i'm particularly interested in and with something that that I think would apply to most people is is, you know, it's very beneficial for your digestive system and your gut. And in turn, that they're now saying is very closely linked to your your mental health. And that also links into the immune system. So they're the three areas that I think are most important mm. for most people and, and an in point for most people in terms of um, what it can give to you. I think that's a really nice point about the why being different for everyone. I mm. think it is, like you say, one of the, I think connecting with it is the first step, but um, one of, I think one of the greatest uh, values that's brought to my life is just, I suppose that it's helped me slow down. Yeah, and very much it's so. really, yeah. yeah. And it really does help you tune in to your thoughts and people kind of say, it's sort of like with meditation or mindfulness and people say, oh, well, my mind's racing and I can't get things to slow down. And I think part of it actually isn't about your mind being empty. Like no one's mind is empty. You know, we can't, we can't to an no. extent control our subconscious, but yeah, I think it forces you to slow down and listen and helps you make sense of what's maybe running through your mind. And over time, the pace does slow. It just, it's not overnight, but I think for me, that was definitely one of the biggest benefits. And actually the community and friendship I found through joining yoga was, has been, and still is really, really valuable. I thought it was one of the nicest things that came from trying it and I came to it out of injury um yeah and it was sort of like a okay well what can I do because I can't run at the moment so I'll try yoga fine and it was very much a reluctant thing and then I went to a class with a great teacher and just connected with it straight away and never really looked back and it took time like it took a lot of YouTube trying out and I um, know yeah and and, yeah and, and I mean just I can't imagine life without yoga to be honest mm. and I think like most people when they do try it are are you know just kind of going oh right now I get it it's it's like you know there's this and there's also this level this layer of yoga that we don't we can't even particularly explain what it is about it Mm. that we are drawn to but we keep coming back to it you know and it's this just amazing feel-good factor and that's you know the way you say about the, the community it's because like after class, we all are just so we're on this happy high. 
<laughs> and I think as well, it's so, lovely that know, everyone. That's what builds community. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing that always strikes me as well as the end of a class. The teacher always thanks the students and the students always thank the teacher, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Which I think absolutely. is lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's lovely to that's it's it's just such a humbling experience to sit at the top of the class as the teacher mm. and look down at all these tranquil faces. And the people that come into the class are so different. They're, you know, you, you try you kind of you're trying to make eye contact and you're trying to say hello to them or, you know, they can be really adult. They've had, you know, a, a tough day at work or they're kind of just well, they're coming because they know they need to, which is brilliant. That's the biggest hurdle to cross. But, you know, by the end of the class, these faces have just melted and they're just completely different people when they leave the studio. And that's the other thing that's great about yoga. I find I, I'm I'm big into the morning practice because it means that I get the benefits for the day. And sure. you you are I am anyway, a completely different person when I've done a bit of practice in the morning and it doesn't even have to be that long. It's just giving yourself that little bit of space for self-care, but also just taking the, the moment just to try and empty the mind out before it starts to process what needs to be done that day is just hugely beneficial. I, I'm, I'm much better at making decisions when I've practiced. It kind mm. of gives you just that moment's pause before you make decisions to make sure that your decisions are 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 kind of the right ones if if that makes sense definitely and I as you know I had my wisdom tooth out uh, two, yeah. three days ago as we're recording but I haven't been able to do it for the past kind of two days because obviously I'm not really meant to have my head upside down and that's no. not to say I'm in a headstand <laughs> but even a downward dog will have your head below yeah. your heart so um but this morning I just tried a few standing poses and just doing that it's just oh, I missed it so much even over yeah. two days but yeah absolutely so if someone is going from listening to this and thinking okay I've been thinking about this for ages and I do kind of want to give it a go and it's something that I actually do get asked quite a bit which um you know, I'm a doctor, not a yoga teacher. I'm just a doctor who likes yoga. So I don't uh, consider myself an expert in telling people where to start. So I'd love to ask you, how would someone start as a complete beginner if they're saying, OK, I'm really not sure what to do, where to begin, but I really want to start something. Um, what would you say? I know this is age dependent, but yeah, where you'd start as a complete beginner. I would recommend definitely to start in a yoga studio. Mm. And there's so many amazing yoga studios out there. You just pick um, a studio. I, you know, as close to you as possible would be my kind of recommendation. Somewhere that's going to be nice and easy to get to and, um, you know, start with the beginner's class. Mm. Try to go in with just a really open mind and try to kind of um, drop any perception of what you reckon yoga is. And like, you know, one of the most common things our fears is is this idea of of I'm not going to be stretchy but really no one is looking at you on your mat no, and exactly you know and and um you know it's it's the idea of I'm I'm not stretchy enough it's it's there's no end goal in the no. practice like we we don't get a little certificate when we finally fold over in two and you know in fact you could say that um you know the, the more bendy and stretchy you are that the, the the further you need to go to find those little benefits. So actually, mm. you know, if you're really stiff, you've got a whole journey ahead of you, which is yeah. great. Mm -hmm. And sorry, no, keep going, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, the, yeah, the other thing is like, yeah, definitely a, a beginner's class 
as well. Just, okay. you know, it's it's not even necessarily that you won't be able to keep up with a level two or even a level three, because if you're a, if you're kind of an active person, you definitely would. It's more just to get comfortable with with the lingo. The poses. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. Com- now, you are going to be talked in and out at every pose. That's the great thing about yoga. Like, you know, they don't just throw the name of the pose at you and you're going, mm. what the hell is that? Like, yeah, you are going to be, you know, I always think of it like it's just a big long game of Simon says you're you're being told exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly where to put each toe each finger each hip bone you know it's very very detailed very true but you know I suppose to actually some sometimes when you start yoga actually to be able to physically work out where my hip is and mm. you know how to put that arm behind that leg or whatever not even because I can't stretch but just you know some people find it difficult to feel the inner parts of the body and where they're going so that's that's a good reason to kind of start at a beginner's level brilliant I love that you know you say no one is looking at you it's the same with you know gym intimidation um really mm. like and I definitely I'm only using I'm a gym-based person with weights and things for the past probably three years from a weights perspective and I remember walking in and being like oh my god I don't know what to do with the dumbbell like everyone is going to be laughing at me I'll probably drop it on my toe nobody cares it's the exact same in yoga no absolutely not like we are all less so in yoga because exactly you know you're you're really like I always say to people try to stay within your yoga mat those those four corners is where it's all happening and then Mm. to go even deeper into that you know it's actually it's all happening on the inside. Yoga is an inside job. It's like, you know, you kind of go from the external muscles inwards, inwards, inwards. It's like, you know, the, the external shape that you're making is quite irrelevant, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great. And I think the point I'd make here is that most studios will now ask you to book online if you are booking on if you are booking into a class, but they do give a description and I spent yeah. quite a bit of time reading the descriptions when I started particularly when I was trying a new studio or a new class just so I was a, was very sure that it wasn't going to be something where I'd walk in and just feel you know out of my depth or that the class was too advanced for me and I think that's yeah. really important for people to do because if you walk into like you know sort of a level two like into advanced you're not going to enjoy it it's not your level it's like going to some sort of really intense triathlon training when you enjoy a 5k run you know you wouldn't do it um yeah and it's no absolutely give yourself yeah, no, a chance. It is. and I mean if, if, if you're feeling comfortable in the beginners or the level one then all mm. you do is you swap up to the you know you don't have to um qualify for the next level you decide exactly. yourself like it's all um all very much within your own control as well definitely and then it's was to take that a little bit further um when I got started with yoga I very much just had very basic mat from little. I put it on my kitchen floor in the freezing cold in January. I was like, right, I'll give this a go. And I tried a YouTube channel, uh, Yoga with Adrienne, which actually I didn't stick with it very long because it just didn't suit me. And I found a couple more that I've recommended to people since. And yeah. then I found your um, your sequences and then began to go to classes, etc. But I'd love to get your opinion on how should a per- how could how does a person learn to develop a home practice um whether they're maybe a beginner or maybe a bit more advanced it's something that I still use YouTube channels at home but I would love to be able to sort of just feel comfortable getting onto my mat and moving through my own sort of maybe sequence that I just feel flows well for me but I don't think I'm there yet but even from from a beginner point of view how how would you advise going about that 
Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I did start, I started with um, Yoga Glow, which is one of these prescription ones. And, and mm. so, you know, kind of like the, whole, the same idea of, of YouTube um, and flow with uh, your computer screen. And but, you know, I'd almost use that as for as short as possible, because in terms of what you're getting out of it, home practice is for me, it's quite different than a class. And I love both of them. I still go to quite a few classes every week. Mm. But when you're doing it on on a computer screen or something, you're kind of it's you're not really getting the the idea of home practice. Now, it's brilliant as a stepping stone to get you comfortable yes. practicing at home. And so I think I, I certainly wouldn't uh, discard it. But I, I, I think it's great to quite quickly when you've gotten used to practicing at home on your mat, move towards practicing with these little sequences that I put up on my Instagram mm. and then maybe moving towards the cards or going straight towards the cards, just depending how comfortable you are with moving yourself through the poses. Mm. Um, but really, it's like, you know, as I said before, it's 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 not rocket science. It's it's we know how to move our bodies and it's just really kind of trying to to be a little a little more daring and not daring you don't need to be daring for yoga but mm. just to be more comfortable how to move from pose to pose and um the idea that like you know i don't know what pose to do next they're so interchangeable and when you think of the variety of how teachers sequence classes there's there's no wrong thing to do you know i, I probably wouldn't go into you know, a, a, a strong inversion or arm balancing as my very first pose. But instinctively, you'd kind of not do that anyway. And mm. in fact, some people probably, you know, if someone has a very strong practice, they they possibly could start off that way. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's it's learning how to listen to your your natural requirements or your intuition and how to tailor to what you need in that specific day is is kind of the main thing with home practice. Okay, thank you. I think, yeah, I think figuring out what you need today is something that I, it was a point you made to me when we were chatting recently about, as you've said there about YouTube and that it's a great stepping stone. And then over yeah. time, like it might not be the sequence that you need on that day. And obviously that will exactly, come down the yeah. line when you figure that out. But I just, that kind of stuck with me. I it really kind of started to think about that. Um, and I do find myself quite consciously, I still use the YouTube and just sort of not at the fully home practice on my own sort of stage yet. But I do find myself sort of selecting, you know, you'll you'll see in the description, sometimes I'll kind of flick through the video first yeah. just to make yeah. sure that it's not too high end for me or it's not too, you know, if I don't want something particularly restorative, I want something a bit more challenging, being able to sort of select those out and say, OK, what do I think I'll need on this day? You know, and yeah, exactly. Check if you've had a really busy day, you might just need a really restorative more stretched, stretching sort of yeah. session as opposed to really advanced um, power flow, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, the next step away from that is just even there, those little ready-made sequences where mm. they again are themed and, you know, you're the boss. So mm. you are, you know, you don't have to go, oh, this isn't the pose for me or I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'll just wait, wait it out for this one on the YouTube one. You, you have the pose, the poses at the top of your mat. And if some if, if one particular pose is feeling really lovely and you feel you need to stay in it for longer, you stay in it and you move through it with your breath. And it's all about moving with exactly what your body needs rather than mm. what, uh, uh, you know, the teacher on the YouTube video is perceiving you yeah. to need. Yeah.
Yeah. And could I ask you, does obviously this is something else that I think pops up and make might confuse a lot of people, particularly in class descriptions. You mentioned you went to a style of yoga called Ashtanga first. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was just wondering if you could clarify for the listeners the sort of big main styles of yoga they might see described in classes, because I found that very confusing when I started. I didn't know whether I should be booking into a vinyasa or an Ashtanga or a yin or a hatha. And I didn't know what any of them were. And I was there Googling and it made no sense. And eventually I settled into more vinyasa style over anything else yeah so vinyasa is mainly what I teach now and and it's um so I suppose starting with ashtanga which is where I came from ashtanga is a set sequence and um it's it's quite strong and you do a lot of vinyasas so a vinyasa is um you know uh where you just flow through to plank chaturanga upper dog downward dog and that kind of that little sequence is featured a lot in Ashtanga. With mm. Ashtanga, it's um, there's a primary and a secondary series, and um, it gets stronger as you go along. But you don't, you don't. It's it's set, so you don't kind of decide. Oh, today I want to do uh, loads of back bends, or you know, kind of okay. tailoring to your needs. It's very much a set sequence, and it can be quite strict in terms of your if you're formally practicing it. Um, you if you reach a pose that you can't do that's it you're told to stop <laughs> you can't oh, right. okay you can't skip it and go on to the next one that's your practice done so you know you have to progress through it it's quite um you know it's got, got kind of uh, boundaries to it um and then you've got um your vinyasa is is more flowy see all the a lot of the poses are the same it's supposed mm. just how you how you interpret them and then styles have come out of that and essentially sometimes even within the studios there's very little difference between them all it's more the levels that I'd be looking at rather than um the names of them like Hatha can be quite a gentle one and maybe you might pause in the poses for a little bit longer rather than Vinyasa where you're actually just flowing from breath to breath and I would probably pause in poses too so I'd be somewhere between Hatha and Vinyasa Okay, and yin and is very yin, slow. Yin is very slow, so you're pausing for much for much longer. You're you're kind of holding poses for a number of breaths. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, no, I've, I, I, to be honest, I haven't I haven't done a huge uh, of a lot of yin, so I wouldn't be the authority on on describing that. No, no, is. I've only done one class. I was just yeah. thought it might be useful to clarify for mm. people listening. Um, okay, and, and they're the main ones yeah. that you'll see on on uh, yoga studios. But in general, like I think they seem to to categorize them into either levels or they just give them a name, like you know, slow flow or yeah, or kind of you know that type of a thing. Um, level okay. one or if, if you know certainly if there's one you, most studios would have one that's called beginners or level one and that would okay. be the one that you kind of start with and I think an important point to mention as well is that you know you're going to the class to sort of one of my favorite teachers always says I really want you to get what you need from the class and I think yeah. it's important that if people are new and it's particularly if it's their first time or even second or third or whatever tell the teacher that or if you've an injury let the teacher know like Absolutely, if you've been cleared to do yeah. it because the teacher should know and they need to know to help yeah. you and I think people are always afraid to be like, oh, I'm not even sure what a downward dog is. That's absolutely fine. I didn't know what it was either 18 yeah. months ago, you know, and now I'm very comfortable in it. But I wasn't when I started. Definitely not. And it can be quite a challenging pose. And I think you can lead yourself to be very uncomfortable in a class if you don't own oh, your totally. beginner status. Oh, absolutely. And that's something that 
really upsets me as a teacher is like I do I say to people you know take child's pose this is your practice like it really I mean I think we are the facilitators of the movement but really it's up to you to to interpret it in your own way I always you know love to see students who are not doing what I've asked them to do. Now, I'm not saying go off and do something completely different to what Mm. the teacher is teaching. But, you know, it's really important that if there's a pose that's just it's not sitting with you, there's a pinchy feeling rather than a nice stretchy feeling. You come out of it and you Mm. might even ask the teacher for an alternative to it. I think sometimes we're just a little bit um, a little bit too um, keen to to kind of follow what we've been told to do to to the detriment and often it can lead to an overstretch injury if we're just we're just pushing through and getting a little bit caught up in self-judgment of uh, well people around me are able to do it so I, I I've been told to do it and I should be able to do it and mm-hmm. um, I mean as the further I go into my practice the more I pull back from yeah. from my you know my full range of motion I I don't go anywhere near the edge. It used to be all about find your edge and, you know, kind of play with it. And now I don't go anywhere near the edge. <laughs> I back off to, from a, a huge amount if I feel, you know, a very strong stretch because I've injured myself. Mm-hmm. I have. Like, you know, I've been doing it for long enough, but you learn and you learn the hard way that, you know, injuries just are such a pain and they take a whole load of patience. So best the best thing is to just, like, try to be as focused on how it's feeling inside your body not the person beside you and Mm. uh, do what your body is telling you and your body will tell you but sometimes we find it very hard to hear that little inner voice telling you like this isn't what you want this is too much of a stretch for you like exactly as my dad says if the mind is healthy and the body isn't that's where it can get Mm. very very challenging Um, yeah and even from side to side like I know my, Absolutely. my We're left all asymmetrical <laughs> yeah like one of my hips is when I try and do like let's say trying to get into maybe more hip opening poses my left side's like nope I don't know what you think is going on on the right but it's not happening do you know and you do have those imbalances and I think yoga Absolutely. helps you figure them yeah. out but accept them as well I guess yeah um, I mean that's you know kind of like I'm I'm now practicing for 20 years and I'm a yoga teacher and I I cannot do a forward fold and it's taken me a long time to get you know to just make peace with the pa- the fact that I I'm not a forward folding body <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> you know there might be you know I, I run so there might be a bit of tightness in my hips that's mm. always going to stay there and I've I've you know overstretched so many times trying to get around that I've just yeah. I've I've stopped now and and you know so also you don't know what the inside anatomy of your body is like you know there there's situations where bone hits bone and that's it you're not going Mm. any further so Mm. you know not every pose suits everybody and we just come to our version of the pose which might be just 10 percent into the pose not what our perception of 100 percent into the pose is i think that's a a real value of yoga is uh, something probably doesn't get talked about enough, but a real value is actually sort of learning to kind of get to know your body outside of knowing what your body looks like, if that makes sense. As in, yeah, yes, like there's, there's nothing, there's no selfies in a yoga class. There's no yeah. gym selfies and sports bras and leggings. Like it's not about having a six pack. It's not about having tone. It's just about coming to the mat 
for what you need. And I think it's probably one of the nicest things that I found. And I didn't come to it for this reason, but it's really helped me accept my body and its levels and its imperfections and flaws and everything. And knowing which, you know, mate, like with, when I had injuries, obviously working on those. But outside of that, like accepting all those little flaws, all my imbalances and going, yeah, but like this is what gets this is what allows me to do the things I do every single day. I think and that was totally unexpected benefit of the practice, but it was probably know, one yeah, of the most valuable. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about it is that's why the why is so hard to answer, because the why almost becomes irrelevant you know, the first time you take a class because there's so many other layers to it. Mm, mm. I love the phrase like we are all perfectly imperfect. And, you know, that's it. Like, you know, who who wants perfection? If we're all perfectly the way we want to be, you know, there'd just be nothing interesting in life. Exactly. It'd be so boring. I actually (laughs) said this recently that even the concept of perfection is so flawed because everyone's Mm. idea of perfect is different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what even is it anyway? It doesn't actually exist. You know? yeah. Um. So I thought what we do is to sort of finish off is to do a little bit of yoga myth busting. Yeah. And yeah. I pulled four of these from what people either have messaged me about as their most like probably most common fears about starting yoga. Um. So as you can tell, they're probably all false. But I thought it'd be really nice yeah. to yeah. bust them from a yoga teacher and also some with experience in in yoga over the, the last 20 years as you said and just if you if you do want to elaborate on any of them feel free yeah um so first one is their statements by the way so you go true or false um, yeah you have to be really flexible to do yoga true or false totally false <laughs> the biggest false idea that people have of yoga yeah right. so I mean we did talk a little bit about the whole, mm. whole idea of flexibility it's all relative and But what I often say is like, so when you feel sensation in your body of, 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 you know, a stretch, you've arrived at your version of the pose and it is completely irrelevant what the outside of the body looks like. Mm. You are, you're feeling the same sensation as the person beside you who might be completely folded into and touching their toes. Like it's, it's the same sensation and, and it's that sensation that is the important thing because that's where the yoga is happening Mm. so the outside shape of the body is completely irrelevant and in fact as I said before as well stiff is great it means that you've got a big long journey uh, in front of you Mm. of your practice and and lots to work with brilliant okay myth busted and myth number two everyone in yoga classes will be doing headstands and cartwheels true or false absolutely false (laughs) yeah I think you know uh, I I love I you know I do use Instagram and I'm a I'm a a fan of it but it it Mm. has given yoga I think a little bit of a bad name for being really fancy poses yeah and it's not it's it's you know in in fact you know I, I go to classes in in two different studios and we rarely do headstands and handstands I do them sometimes I don't do handstands they're not my favorite pose because mm. I fell out of it once I, I find them tricky yeah. um and headstands I do practice but you know you rarely do them in classes and yeah. it's it really are they're catering for the mind body kind of connection not the it's you know it's it's not an acrobatics class you know Definitely. I actually, the only time I've ever walked into a yoga class and seen someone in some sort of acrobatic pose was in tri yoga in London last year. Oh, and I went go. in to do, and the teacher, <laughs> honest to God, I was so put off. The teacher was, um, 
holding yourself up by ropes upside down and it's just like hi guys welcome to the class and I was like this would only happen in London in Shoreditch like yeah, it was just yeah. not, so not very grounding or it was a ca- I think it was Camden yeah I was just like what is this what have I let myself in for and to be fair the class was nothing like that at all yeah, but I was just like yeah. it was just so off-putting and really unnecessary to be honest but anyway that was the only time that's ever happened and but, but I, even if you, you do know, find yourself in a class that's quite strong again coming back to those four corners of your mat and the teacher will always give you alternatives particularly with things like inversions you don't I mean you know you you absolutely don't have to sit there for fearing for your life that they might throw Mm. an inversion in at the end of class they'll always be options and they're they're never going to push you into something that you don't want to do there's always a progression and a regression absolutely yeah 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 and there's always child's pose. <laughs> always exactly. Child's pose. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Myth busted. So myth number three, the yoga teacher doesn't matter. True or false? Yeah, I think the yoga teacher does matter. And I've always been, um, I've always been quite a loyal student. I, you know, and I, I do, you know, every couple of years, maybe I might, you know, swap to a different teacher because my practice is constantly evolving always mm. and it always will. But I do love, I come to yoga for comfort and familiarity and just this peace, peacefulness that I get from it. And having a consistent teacher gives that to me as well. And even a consistent place to practice. It's, you you know, you want to come in and feel just really comfortable and supported and the familiarity of the same kind of um, way of teaching uh, I even yeah I mean I, you know that, that's I, I go to class in the yoga room that's where I did my training and it just mm. feels like just this comfortable little cocoon that you're just you know you're cocooned away from the outside world for this little bit of time mm. and that just gives you the energy and and the ability to go back into the busy world and feeling I totally agree great so yeah and no, I do I, I do love to establish a connection with uh a consistent teacher I feel that it, my my practice benefits from um kind of almost your your you're on their journey too because they're kind of teaching what they are practicing most of the time and there is even though each class is individual there is progressions in it naturally mm-hmm. because that's their progression so and yeah, each so teacher has a style as well I think which is they do. Yeah. really nice to kind yeah. of when you connect with that I think it's really important to hold on to it like my first yeah class I think was two two or three years ago at Wellfest and I'd done about well I've done one too many cardio classes shall we say over the weekend yeah. and I was like oh sure I'll give this yoga thing a go at the end of the day and it was lashing rain didn't like the teacher I was also really tired and just probably needed to go home or not have done so many bloody cardio classes but anyway <laughs> um lessons learned but I I just was like oh well that's I know it's not for me like I just did a lot of stretching and then two and two over two years later um have found probably three or four teachers that I really enjoy going to classes yeah. for yeah love the studios and really enjoy doing it at home and it's, it's where you are in your life but it's also I think so much the teacher in the studio really really yeah, important definitely and I mean you can have two or three st- teachers that you regularly yeah get. it doesn't yeah. have to be the same one all the time but um, definitely. yeah definitely I think you know it's and it's nice for them to know you too and they get to know your limitations which makes you feel less worried about like you know the this the whole handstand thing or the the inversion thing is they'll get to know your limitations and and your comfort zones as well 100 percent. okay myth busted love it so the last one then is you can be bad no 
yeah, you can be bad at yoga. Yeah, bad. There's just no room for that word in no, on your there yoga is not. Mat. Like, you know, because that, that's 100% going into self-judgment. And um, exactly. that is what you're trying to get away from mm. in yoga. That um, this, you know, it, it, it's it, you're going into self-judgment and often self-judgment is where you will. I mean, I where I will get an injury is if I've gone into that whole yeah. mind frame of um, I'm not this isn't good enough. I, I need to be better. I'll push further. And then you'll just feel that, you know, that little pinch too far and that you've yeah. gone into an injury. And so, no, absolutely not. There's there's no version of, of, of bad in yoga or that you can be a bad yogi. As you've said, like any, I mean, boys, and I don't know if boys listen to this podcast, I'm sure they do, um, appreciate <laughs> this, but like video games, there's always an end goal. You can always complete the game. There's no end goal in yoga. It Absolutely is a continuous not. journey. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ruth. I'll actually ask you one more question that I yeah. ask every guest. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one thing to bring a little bit of Irish balance into their lives, what would that be? And we'll keep it yoga related since it is our topic of the day. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it might be a big ask for some of them, but if it's kind of just if you take a leap of faith and just try to do a little bit of yoga every morning, and that might be just as easy as rolling out your mat or even getting on the carpet if you don't have a mat, mm-hmm. and doing a few spinal rolls and cat cows or just a sun salutation, and just you know giving yourself that few moments to link with your breath move your body in all directions and just give your mind a bit of space before you start your day that would be my my biggest piece of advice in the world I love of yoga that. and for anyone who thinks that it sounds very basic to go on the carpet that was me this morning I was too lazy to roll my mat out so I got down my carpet and did a few rounds of cat cow a couple of standing yeah, poses absolutely. and mm. that was me so it is as easy as or that and then just absolutely starting on your back you know yeah. and just you know doing a legs good from left baby. to right yeah just you know there's so much you can do Ruth honestly thank you so much it's been such a lovely chat about yoga this morning and thank I do you. hope it's the listeners feel inspired can you let people know where to find you your website on social media and then any upcoming events that you have yeah, that you'd like to flag absolutely so my website is yogaru.ie so uh, y-o-g-a-r-u so it's just the first two letters of my name lovely. dot i-e um and then my Instagram is yogaru underscore Ireland. So, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but Instagram is the one that I would probably use the most. Fantastic. So that's where you'll find all my sequences, my sequencing cards and everything on, on those uh, platforms. I am. Um, I also teach in Moon's Yoga Loft, a beautiful little um, studio in in Black Rock that opened just in January. And um, I'm doing a workshop there that is um, uh, helping people develop their home practice. So I will be, um, yeah, just uh, starting to help from very beginner of how to get onto the top of your mat um, and maybe flow through some sun salutations and get people to start to flow themselves as well. And that will also come with a take-home booklet to just really help you to find your space on your mat and I'll also give people the option of a bit of um, support afterwards if if they have questions and when they're actually practicing at home so that's the 22nd of June fantastic and if you go into yeah moons moons yoga um dot ie I think is the website for that one 
Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ruth. And you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for coming on and thank you to everyone who's listening. If you did enjoy this episode and you're listening, please do tag myself and Ruth in your stories or leave a comment on the podcast or drop me a line on Instagram. You know where to find me, guys. So yeah, let us know what you thought. We always love hearing feedback and I will see you guys hopefully next week before I take a little break for some holidays for the next episode. So bye, guys. <laughs>